You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I was just looking at some of these plays, Jenks. And some of these lines mm-hmm. have moved to the region of unplayable. Do you ever see a play and you're like, oh, I love this. But then you see the line, you're like, oh, my God, I can't play that. It's untouchable. Like, what's uh, the juice cut off for you? And what is a total cut off for you? Because the one I'm talking about is the Yankees and the Guardians. At seven yeah. and a half, I was considering the under and maybe doing the little thing that you do where you bump it up a half run and yep. take a yep. teased teased up total and then tease it uh take the under but at seven i think it's unplayable for me so for you what are the guidelines on unplayable unplayable is well it's relative right it it's relative Mm -hmm. to the team or maybe the pitcher you're backing so a good example is yesterday with spencer strider and so you know full disclosure if you listen to the show at all you know that i almost always 99.9% of the time I'm usually betting minus money and I'm ahead of the game only because at least for now knock on wood because what I try to do is find significant mismatches and then see if there is value in maybe laying minus money and saying well yes it's minus money you have to be careful you don't want to go overboard there but relative to the mismatch there is value. So Spencer Strider, and it was a little bit of a sweat yesterday, it was minus 145 at Bet MGM on the first five run line if the run line was a half run. They're saying, ah, first five run line. But yes, it was Spencer Strider, one of the best pitchers in the game, essentially going up against the Mets bullpen. And you have a much better Braves lineup as well. So I thought, yeah, it's minus 145. I think we got it at minus 152. But The difference is that's not a bad price when you're backing someone in that spot. So when you're talking about the Yankees, for example, and they're minus 150 today, they're banged up. They're not playing good baseball. They're at 500. I have no idea what to expect from Joey Lucchese. Like there's no way in a a different matchup, maybe I'm willing to lay a buck 50, but not in this matchup. I'm sorry, that's not the the Yankees, that's the Mets. But even then, the Mets played a doubleheader yesterday, so it still goes to that same point. You got a guy who probably won't go long in this game. The Mets played two games yesterday. The Mets used a ton of their bullpen, but I'm going to lay a buck 50 with them. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Right, because I think people can say, oh, you're only playing favorites, but if you're playing the right favorites and you're winning, and you're playing a lot of bets, like that's when it's still profitable. Because value is a term that I think is thrown around a lot in sports betting. But here's the thing, like like you said, if there's a huge mismatch, because it's not just Spencer Strider that made that bet a good one. It's the fact that the Braves have one of the best first five offenses in Mm -hmm. all of baseball. So it's the combination. I think when you're laying big juice on some of these plays, 
You just have to go down the list and say, what are the sabotage factors here? And if you feel like there's none and you feel like it's bulletproof, which nothing's bulletproof in baseball, but still, you get what I'm saying. You feel like you Mm -hmm. have plenty of reasons to back this play. I think it's a fine one. And also in the first five, if you're taking first five money lines and there is an option of a push, because think about it, if you're taking Mm -hmm. a full game and you're taking somebody at minus 150, like you're going to get a win or a loss. There is no option for the push. So if a game is tied at 0-0 through five, you at least get a push as opposed to playing maybe the first five run lines. So I'm for, you know, laying the juice is fine with me just as long as it is justified. So I know that's probably more in the weeds than people would have liked, but, you know, we can't just say, well, it's good value and not explain ourselves because I do think that's something that when you're coming up that uh, you're kind of confused about because you're like, okay, is there a cutoff? Like, do you just, you know, turn your head when it's minus 150 or more? Because I don't think the answer is always, you know, no, I don't play that. It's unplayable. So you're right. There's definitely levels to it, and there's definitely some nuance involved. So let's get into the games today and maybe spend some of this information and this knowledge into some winning bets. Let's start with the Marlins and the Braves. A rare instance here as we see the Braves as underdogs, plus 105 against the Marlins Mm. because Sandy Alcantara, their ace for the Marlins starting today, despite a 1-2 and record and a 5-0-4 ERA, this is a guy that's the reigning Cy Young winner. Would expect some bounce back games from Sandy here. Total seven and a half runs. Bryce Elder going for Atlanta, who's two and zero with a two seventeen RA. Uh, Jinx, how do you play this? Oh Lord, I think I'm just going to roll with the Marlins here at minus one twenty five. And again, this has to do with the Braves playing two games yesterday. Won't they be worn out a little bit? So they're on the road. In the Big Apple, they played two games. Then they had to go down to Miami. And here's the thing with Sandy Alcantara. I forget who it was. There was a reporter who covers the team, and I saw this on Twitter, and she was talking about this sort of rocky start. But if you go into the weeds and look at his numbers, all of the metrics are there. So he's just had maybe some bad luck, hasn't been at his best. But she was saying, look, we've talked to everyone in the Marlins organization No one, absolutely no one is worried about Sandy Alcantara. And just like when you see a pitcher who's like Spencer Strider is a good example, right? The sabotage factor yesterday was, look, he can't continue this trend forever. He might get roughed up at some point. That's just the nature of being a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball, right? So the reverse can be true for Sandy Alcantara, where at some point he's going to have a great outing because... He's too good not to. This is a good spot for him to do it. So I would go Marlins on the money line here. I wouldn't talk you off of it because the trends would suggest when the Marlins are favorites, that's when you play them because it has to be Mm -hmm. some kind of strong indication. And usually it's Sandy Alcantara pitching because as favorites, uh, the Marlins this year, six and two, which is actually pretty good. But I'll say this about the Braves. When they're underdogs, the Braves are undefeated. Two and oh in those two games where they have been plus money. I think Bryce Elder might have pitched both of those uh, because he is not their ace, but still he is backed by a very good offense. And I'll say this, at least the Braves have a ton of familiarity with Sandy Alcantara. So maybe that's the sabotage factor if you're on the Marlins here because these Braves hitters have, you know, it's an interleague uh, or a, a divisional matchup. So they've seen him quite a bit. There are a few guys that have pretty good uh, splits against him. Uh, we have Michael Harris, too, the the rookie last year, hitting 600 and five at-bats against uh, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, so 
I think it's a lineup that possibly could get something going, but still I'm not willing to go against the Marlins here. So it's going to be a stay away for me. Um, I don't know. I feel like the line's pretty accurate here. Let's go to the Tigers and the Mets. We have New York laying a buck 50, Detroit plus 125 at home, total eight and a half. You were just talking about uh, the the fatigue that could set in for teams coming mm-hmm. off a doubleheader. That's the case for the Mets. Throwing Joey Lucchese today, um, but still, I don't know if this is a team that I want to back, like you said, at minus 150. But again, they're playing the Tigers. Also that, also Michael Lorenzen has not been good this season. 0-1, an ERA of 7.07. And Lucchese has been pretty good, but ah, this is just a stay away for me. I see a lot of people I respect on Twitter, gambling Twitter. I'm not huge into gambling Twitter, but I do follow different people, and I want to take what I try to do each day is – I take in as much information as I can and say, okay, based on this information, pro or con, do I like this handicap? Do I agree? Do I disagree? And I see a lot of people looking at the Tigers at plus money, and I think it's specifically because of the Mets being on the run. And by the way, the Mets aren't exactly playing great baseball anyway. So they're struggling a little bit anyway. They played two games yesterday. Lucchese is a guy who may not go deep into this game. That Mets bullpen was used up a lot in those two games in the Big Apple. And then the Tigers are more well-rested, so I'm certainly not going to bet on the Tigers, but I don't have any interest in laying a buck 50 with the Mets either. Yeah, I don't either. I, I think the only way you spin it is maybe the Tigers on the run line, plus one and a half, but it's very juicy at like around minus 150 because also they're the home team. Like when you get the home dogs, they have that like last chance to score where even if they don't win, maybe they cover the run line for you. Um, So yeah, maybe that's the way to go, but it's not a game that I'm like running to the window to bet on. Uh, Back to baseball where we go to, uh, let's go to New York uh, where we have the Yankees and the Guardians squaring off. Yankees minus 175, total of seven runs. Tanner Bibby going for Cleveland, 1-0 with a 1.59 ERA. And Garrett Cole having an incredible season, 5-0 on the year with a 1.11 ERA. So, Jenks, we've got a real Sophie's choice here. Do you back a uh. Yankees lineup that's been absolutely terrible without Aaron Judge, and he's still out for this one, even when you have Garrett Cole pitching? It's not a team that I really want to lay a buck seventy-five with. Hell no. That's a terrible price on the Yankees. You are paying the Yankees tax here. You're paying the Garrett Cole tax. Now, Garrett Cole may end up winning the Cy Young this season. He has been unbelievable. But the Yankees aren't hitting anybody. They're in a complete slump. They're 15 and 15 right now. Their whole lineup is banged up. Aaron Judge is now out. And Tanner Bibby is a guy who is one of the best young arms in that Cleveland organization. He dominated his first time out against the Rockies, struck out eight. I know that's not a great lineup, but this is a guy who also just absolutely crushed it in AAA. I don't know how he's going to perform at Yankee Stadium. Certainly, he's going to have a setback, but this is a guy who can absolutely throw, and he might have a lot of success against that Yankees lineup, which cannot hit. So I think the way I would play this is I would maybe look at the Guardians plus 145, or I would look at first five under, Three and a half. I don't play a lot of those, but that's minus 115 at BetMGM. And both of these guys can fire early and keep that number under the total. God, first five unders are the biggest sweat of all time. Uh, Because here's the thing. Both these pitchers can have quality starts. Six innings, two earned runs, and there's a chance that you lose your bet. So let me tell you, those are tempting, but sometimes they don't work out. I was looking at this game earlier, and it was seven and a half. 
And I think that maybe you, you know, take a, a teased up total and play the under. I was just going to see what is, if you wanted to play eight as opposed to seven, what would the, oh, it's minus 160. Yeah, that for me is unplayable. We were talking about that at the top of the segment. And I think that goes for me. But the trends have really pointed towards the unders. For the Yankees, we know that it's been one of the the top under teams at home so far this year because it's a combination of their offense just not hitting for power. And also, they have a pretty good starting rotation. Garrett Cole, obviously, included in that. This year, the Yankees over-under record at home, just 4-13. 13 of those 17 games hitting the under. So I still think the under is a strong play, but it's 7 I think I am going to stay away. Uh, let's go to the Twins and White Sox. We have Minnesota laying minus 165 here. Chicago plus 135. Total 8.5. Joe Ryan has been incredible for the Twins. 5-0 and this year. 2-8-1 ERA against Michael Kopech, who is very much struggling. 0-3-7-0-1 ERA. Jenks, I think it's Twins on the run line for me. I'm not overthinking it here. Do you think the White Sox problems have been solved in like the past two days? Or do you think this is a team that's still on the auto fade list? Oh, dude, I'm all over. I'm going to go twins first five run line. I love my first five run lines. It's only a half run. It's minus 120. And I am going to continue to fade the White Sox until further notice. So what? They ended their 10-game losing streak. They needed a season-high 18 hits and a monster rally against the Rays to get that done. They do get Tim Anderson, I think, back in the lineup tonight. But you still got a massive mismatch on the mound between Joe Ryan and Michael Kopech. And Kopech faced Minnesota three times last season, gave up eight runs in 14 and two-thirds, has an ERA over seven this year. Twins' first five run line, going to be one of my favorite picks today. I'm considering playing both the first five run line and the full game run line, like maybe splitting mm -hmm. a unit just to kind of cover my bases. And also, you know, if the twins are dominating, like I think they might, you get two wins there. Uh, because here's yeah. the thing about the twins. You could spin it as saying the twins have a great first five offense, a top 10 offense when it comes to the run scored in the first five innings, but also mm -hmm. they have a good bullpen, especially compared to what we've seen from the White Sox one of the worst bullpens in all of yeah. baseball. So I think you could make a case for both the run line in the first five and in the full game. But sometimes it's good to limit your exposure just in case some chaos happens. So maybe split a unit between both of those games. Uh, let's go to Phillies Dodgers. Uh, since we don't have a ton of time, I do want to talk about this one. Dodgers laying a buck 65 at home. Uh, Philly plus 140, Matt Strom going for the Phillies, 2-2, two 2-3-1 two, two, ERA against Julio Urias, 3-3 three three, uh, with a 4-4-1 four, four, ERA. So beatable this year. Do you think the Dodgers are worth it here? I do not, actually. Matt Strom has been very good this season since making the transition from the bullpen to the starting rotation. And also, Bryce Harper's back tonight for the Phillies, so maybe that will be a boon for them. I think the Dodgers are, well, they are starting to play better baseball, and they just absolutely lit up the scoreboard last night. But I kind of like Strom, the way he's been playing. Maybe the Phillies get a boost with Bryce back. I'm going to take the Phillies on the money line, plus 140, and go against the grain here. Right. The Phillies have been a profitable underdog in the past week. Remember in that series against the Astros? This is a team that's starting to turn a corner. I know they got walloped last night, but still just took two of three from the Astros. I think they are a live dog tonight, or you could take them on the run line, getting the one and a half against the mighty Dodgers because they're not so mighty anymore. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.